Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the Charger Football Podcast, hosted by Andy Dietrich with Coach Doug Dynan. This week, we are joined by Carroll Senior Co-Captain and Defensive Back, Raymond Vollmer. The Charger Football Podcast is sponsored by OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, the official sports medicine provider for Carroll High School. For week number two of the 2019 season, the Chargers traveled to Northrop Spoiler Stadium to play perennial SAC powerhouse, the Snyder Panthers. This was also each team's first time playing on Spoiler Stadium's new artificial surface. After both teams traded punts for much of the first quarter, the Chargers jumped out to a 7-0 lead when quarterback Jeffrey Becker threw a 26-yard TD pass to Leighton Mitchell. Here's SummitCitySports.com's Joe Parsons and Joe Walburn with the call. And they'll have one ride to the short side. That's Leighton Mitchell, who had six catches a week ago. Motion to the near side. Play action fake. Here's Becker. Loads. Looks into the end zone. Scott Mitchell. Mitchell over the shoulder. Catch. Did he get a foot in bounds? Touchdown. One play after the timeout. 26 yards on the touchdown throw. Becker to Mitchell. And that's his first touchdown reception of the year. He had four of them last season. That was an exceptional route by Leighton Mitchell. He created separation at the end of the play to make that catch. But how about that throw by Jeffrey Becker? The sophomore quarterback hangs in the pocket, trusts his receiver and Leighton Mitchell, and just puts it out there. And that was impressive, my friend. That was a great drive by Carroll and a huge start tonight for them. On the ensuing possession, Snyder scored a TD of their own to tie the game up at 7-7. Neither team was able to score in the second quarter, and the teams headed to halftime with the score tied at 7-7. With a little over four minutes left in the third quarter, Snyder gained their first lead of the game when Panther quarterback John Barnes hit wide receiver Dylan Duff for a 53-yard TD pass. Suddenly down 14-7, The Chargers even the score at 14-all when Becker threw a 27-yard TD pass to Mitchell with about 30 seconds left in the third period. We're down now to 31 seconds remaining here in quarter three. Two wide to the left. The wide side is to the right for Becker. Out of the pistol, has the snap read option, wants to throw. Looking, being pursued again. To his right, throws under. He's got a man on there. There's the ball. Catch is made. Touchdown. Oh, Mitchell. I can't believe they lost Mitchell. What a play. Leighton Mitchell is covered initially, Joe. Snyder loses contain. Becker breaks the pocket, and Mitchell goes for the pylons. And how about that throw on the run? Wow, do we have a football game, my friend. Good team's answer. That was a spectacular touchdown play. Snyder again scored on the ensuing possession to go back on top. 21-14 with 10.50 left to play in the game. The Chargers' next possession ended with a fumble inside the Panther 20-yard line, but the Carroll defense forced a three and out to give the offense one more shot. Becker engineered a 73-yard touchdown drive that featured one of the best thrown balls you'll ever see when Becker hit Mitchell for a 26-yard TD pass on third and 17 with just over two minutes left in the game. Becker out of the gun. No drop, throws the flag to the right side. He's got a man out there. The ball's caught. Wow! That 26 yards on the touchdown. The flag pattern to the right side. 
and we are a conversion away from a tie game. Looked like Leighton Mitchell again on that play. How about that pass? Wow, and Snyder gets burned, Joe. And I, I saw that play, and I was wondering why Snyder was up so tight. And how about the timing of Becker? You see the ability to run in the pocket, and that time you see the ability to drop the ball in the bucket on the fade, and another big play in the Carroll passing game. Unfortunately, the point after attempt was blocked to preserve Snyder's lead at 21-20. The Panthers were able to run out the clock to earn the hard-fought win. Snyder is currently undefeated on the season at 2-0, where are the Chargers drop to 1-1? One one. Jeffrey Becker had his best performance yet, going 17 of 29 for 244 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. He also rushed for 132 yards on 20 carries, plus he caught one pass for seven yards. That's 383 total yards of offense for young Becker. Late Mitchell had five catches for 95 yards and the three touchdown passes. In all, eight different Carroll receivers caught passes, including Mason Englert's four for 59 yards and Eddie Bransfield's three for 50 yards. The Charger defense was led by Lincoln Lance's 10 tackles. Tucker Steely had seven tackles, and Matt Ottenweiler and Wes Stevens had six and five tackles, respectively. Ray Vollmer had three pass breakups. Next week, the Chargers will travel to Chambers Field to take on the Northside Legends. After this message from OPS, we will hear what head coach Doug Dynan has to say about the close loss to Snyder. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll High School. From diagnosing, repairing, and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting-edge training programs. Optimum Performance Sports is proud to be a partner with Charger Athletics and the Carroll community. For more information, visit www.optimumperformancesports.com. OPS, rethink your limits. And now it's time to introduce Coach Doug Dynan. Hi, Doug. How you doing? I'm doing well, Andy. Thanks very much for having us on. So last Friday night, a tough loss, just lost by a point, but your team played fantastic. Uh, so give us your thoughts on how the, your Chargers played. Well, I, I agree with your assessment. Our kids played extremely hard. They played well. You know, for four quarters, it was it was back and forth. And, you know, two good football teams battling out on the field. You know, the, the difference, you know, boils down to, you know, one point. And, you know, that's the sad thing about athletics is that, you know, somebody's going to make mistakes, somebody's not, you know, somebody's going to capitalize on situations, you know, and, and it can boil down to, you know, slim things, small things, little details, you know, that, that matter. And, and that's about it. You know, we, we played hard, we played physical, you know, we had some opportunities to, to score and, and didn't capitalize on every situation, turned the ball over twice on offense. Uh, defensively, you know, we got a takeaway. You know, we made stops. We made stops when we had to make stops even. Um, but it boils down to, you know, that if you want to be champions, if you're going to be championship teams, then, you know, you've got to tend to every detail. And, and every detail matters. And, and this as hard as we played, you know, it, it boils down to, you know, losing by one point. And that doesn't take anything away from the effort, doesn't take anything away from, 
you know, how great the game was and the statistics, you know, whatever, you know, if you want to look at statistics and say that, you know, you, you out, you out, you know, rushed them and out passed them, whatever, you know, that that's insignificant. You know, we, we've got to find ways to capitalize on every situation and perform when we need to. You know, we had a couple questions coming in because we'd played so well against Lures, but, you know, being only the first game of the season, you just don't quite know what you got. And, you know, you got a sophomore quarterback who, you know, we were expecting to see some growth from game one to two, but I don't know if we were expecting this much growth. And uh, the defense still showed that quickness and rallying to the football that we saw in the first game. So I was incredibly pleased with how we played. You know, the, the score on the scoreboard was off by one, but I was really pleased how we play. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of excited for the remaining games. Well, and I, I agree. And that's, that's what I told the team at the end. You know, we're, we're very proud of their effort. We're very proud of our performance. You know, we're, we're not happy with the outcome. And, and that's got to stick in your crawl. That's got to, you know, remain with you. And that the bitterness of that loss has got to remind you of you've got to do things better every day. And that's the lesson that we take away. You know, remember I said before, you either win or you learn. And we're learning right now. In these big games against these quality opponents, you've got to play very clean or you come up on the short end by just a single point. You would hope that that aggravates the kids and drives them the rest of the season so that that just doesn't happen again. I have felt like the, the week has been very productive and it's been a good week of practice. And that, that goes to the testament of the kids and the, the character of the kids and, you know, the leadership that they're showing and, you know, and it's, it, it's going to be exciting. You know, we talked about, you know, the growth of guys from week one to week two. We're, we're seeing that. We're seeing the maturity of the players. You know, we're seeing the resilience. We're seeing them, them deal with, you know, a one-point loss when they played their hearts out. And I think that we're going to see a lot of positive things in the future. So last week when we were talking about the win over Lures, um, we really focused on how well the defense played, especially the defensive line. And they played again well again, but I want to brag about the offensive line because there was running lanes all night. There was passing lanes. I mean, their their pass blocking is really, really good. You know, Jeffrey Becker's not really tall, so to have some clear lanes to see what's out there is really important for him. And there were passing lanes big enough to drive a truck through. Talk about how your offensive line has developed and how we've gotten to this position because that group played really, really well. Well, we talked before that there were three returning guys, you know, on the left-hand side, Orion Chenry at center, and Kyla Bills at guard, and Reed Muncie at tackle. And those three returners, you know, had to be the experience and the catalyst to, to lead the offense because, you know, the game's simple, you know, as we talk about many times. And if we don't block well, then we're not going to play well. And and I think our O-line is is improving. You know, we've got some inexperienced guys that are playing on the right side, you know, but but they're getting better every week. And they're, they're giving the quarterback enough time to be able to make quick decisions and be able to get rid of the ball. And we're, we're blocking well enough with the run game to where we can be productive, you know, downfield. And, you know, I think when you add all those things with the talent of the skill players that we have on the outside and in the backfield, then, you know, we hope to be a dynamic offense at the same time. Another thing that I liked is, you know, your starting running back, Evan Harris, was injured during the week with, with an, an ankle sprain, so he couldn't play on Friday. 
So it was a full-blown uh, running back by committee. And, in fact, you even had defensive players out there playing running back in, in Steely and, and Mertz. And, you know, you put in Fisher in there. Those three guys did really well. I mean, they ran the ball hard. Yeah, unfortunately, Evan, uh, it was Wednesday. You know, it was this day last week, and we're, we're in a uh, live pass drill, and Evan was, you know, blocking, you know, as the back should for the quarterback and, you know, rolled his ankle, and, and you know, he was out for the remainder of the week. Um, you know, it looks like Evan's going to be back with us and be able to play against Northside, be able to play Friday night. You know, we're glad to have him back. But uh, Preston Fisher did a nice job stepping in and carrying the majority of the load. And But we got some we got some help from Hunter Mertz and Tucker Steely, too, you know, because of their athleticism, because of their physicality. We, we have to, you know, use those guys, you know, to wherever we can use them. And, and they helped out, and they helped out with the run game. You know, and when you're able to run it, you're able to throw it a little bit more. And, you know, the run game and the pass game complement each other so well. So, you know, we're, we were pleased with the productivity of our backfield. And those guys were limited in rips all week long, and it was – it was kind of a, uh, you know, teach them as fast as you can on Wednesday and uh, and Thursday because it happened about halfway through practice. So, you know, they, they did a great job stepping in. And, of course, Jeffrey Becker, uh, I think he had 20 carries for probably close to 130 yards. And so that really helped. And he did a good job of moving the pocket. And I know some of those were designed runs, but a couple of them were just – that's just him being an athlete. And I, I think that was – he kind of helped pick up the slack with also because of Evan was out. Well, Jeffrey runs it really well, and and we we talked about his talent and his his ability to run it and throw it, and you know with his ability to run the football, we're able to you know run some read plays. We're able to run some inside zone read plays and some quarterback counters and some different things that allow him to you know get to the perimeter, get to the C gap. And, and he does do a nice job. You know, sometimes he, he's taking some big hits and, we, and we've got to teach him to get down earlier and get out of bounds so that, you know, he can live to play another down. So, you know, he's playing really well right now and he's maturing and you know, he's a sophomore and he's still learning and every day he gets better. Yeah, the growth from week one to week two was it was better than I was anticipating. And I was anticipating some some really good growth, but. I mean, he looked he looked like a deer in the headlights in the first half of last Friday. And, you know, this Friday in week two, he played like a grizzled veteran, just competing his heart out. Uh, another thing that I liked was the, the offensive play call, calling, what I think was on point. And I especially liked the diversity in the passing game and the added wrinkle of the, of the uh, tight end, especially in them routes up the middle. Uh, we knew that Eddie is very talented. He's tall. He can run and he can catch it. But I, I love how we're we're using him right from the get go, uh, and not just as a play here and there, but as a weapon that can be used on any play. Well, the, the play that Eddie caught uh, a few seam routes, you know, right right up the middle was, you know, kind of a play action pass. You know, we've been running the ball to the perimeter, and then there's a play action off of that where we're putting the the safety in a high low read with a post behind him and the and the tight end running the little what we call an arc seam in front and so the quarterback just takes his eyes right to the safety and that's it's it's a good play it's been beneficial to us you know we've we've run it strong side and weak side and all we're looking for is leverage and you know and, and 
Jeffrey did a nice job and Eddie did a nice job as, as well as Leighton. I mean, we caught a touchdown pass off the same play that we ended up throwing over the top because the safety was down on the tight end earlier. And so it was, it was a productive play and those guys are, are productive players and they're playing very hard right now. You know, I think one of the things you talked about, you know, with, with, you know, play calling coach Papagianis, you know, does, it does a tremendous job. We spend a, a lot of time on the weekend and talking about, you know, where we can make, you know, plays where we feel that we have advantages personnel wise, where we have advantage formations. And I think that, you know, along with that, you know, the players, I just, I just don't feel that we never blinked, you know, throughout the whole game. And that's, that's the deal. You know, if you're in a, you're in a boxing match, you know, you're in a fight within the trenches, you can't blink. If you blink, then you're going, you're going to get hit. And, and I don't feel that our kids ever blinked and they continued to fight. They continue to play. They continue to hustle all night long on both sides of the ball. Oh, I totally agree with that. Uh, you know, they, that fourth quarter was back and forth. I mean, Snyder scored and then we scored and then Snyder scored again and then we fumbled it and then we forced a three and out and then we go down and score. And that final touchdown was one of the prettiest passes I've ever seen a Carroll quarterback throw. It was a thing of beauty. And if you go back and look at the film again, the blocking by the offensive line on that play was unbelievable. That's one of the prettiest plays I've seen your kids make. And that was third and 17 with right around 220 to play. I mean, the game's on the line there. We don't make that play. And it was just awesome. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, that's one of those situations I'm talking about. That was a, was a matchup situation. You know, we, you know, you make plays either by one or two plays. You one or two ways. You you either absolutely displace the the defense by by running through them, or you try and formation them and put them into situations to where you can disperse their team formationally. And and that was one of those situations. We had a matchup, and you know, called just a simple fade route, and and Jeffrey threw a nice ball, and you know, Layton's catching the ball, running great routes, and and it was a touchdown. And, you know, if we convert, it's a it's another situation. We're talking about a, you know, another result. We're talking about an overtime. We're talking about you know some other situation. But you know, again, you know, those are those are details, and the you know the harder we play, the details will take care of themselves. Yeah, I think you sh- you should be incredibly excited about this football team. So, anything you want to add? No, I I agree completely. We are we are very excited about. You know, the, the, the kids in the program, the way that they're working, the way that they bond together, the relationships they have. And, you know, we're really excited about the season. All right. Well, when we get back from this message from OPS, we're going to talk with uh, senior co-captain Ray Vollmer, and he's going to talk about that theme of chemistry and playing with your brothers. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll High School. From diagnosing, repairing, and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting-edge training programs, Optimum Performance Sports is proud to be a partner with Charger Athletics and the Carroll community. For more information, visit www.optimumperformancesports.com. OPS, rethink your limits. Well, welcome back, everybody. This week's special player guest is senior defensive back and co-captain Ray Vollmer. 
Uh, I've known Ray for 10 years. Uh, my oldest son, Kevin, and Ray played on the same baseball team for a long time. So uh, I know Ray a little bit. And it's been so much fun to watch him grow as a football player uh, and talk about growing. I mean, Ray, how much do you think you've grown since you've been in high school? Uh, I've, gr- I've grown I've grown a lot um, since freshman year. Um, I came in probably 140, about 5, 5'10-ish. Now I'm 6'2". 175, 180, with a lot more skill set than I had freshman year. So I think um, learning off the seniors and and bringing that, bringing from that, I think uh, that that's helped a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of fun to watch the football players grow through in their four years because you know you're a senior now, so I'm sure you've seen some freshmen in the hallways. Are you surprised at how tiny they are? <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of the big things I noticed because I look back, I was like, I get to think to myself, well, I don't think I was that small, but Maybe looking at it as a senior now, I, I may be a little, they may be a little <laughs> small. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, you've, to me, you've grown a number of inches, but you've also filled out with, with more muscle, which is expected. I mean, freshmen get bigger when they're sophomores and, you know, so on and so forth. So, all right. So let's talk about you as a football player. The one thing that I've noticed, and, and I see this a lot from junior year to senior year is the kids just get substantially stronger and faster. And I've seen that in the three games I've seen you play this year. And in fact, last week against Snyder, you pretty much closed down your side of the field. There wasn't very many completions your way. And if they were, they were short and you cleaned them up right away. So there was a lot of good heavy hitting happening in that game. And some of those licks were put out by you. So assess your performance from last Friday. Yeah. So I came into the game. I just, I knew there was going to be a lot of people watching me. In our team and how we we're about to do and going into the season I, I really just wanted to put on weight because last year people would always come to me for my weight and so that was a, one of the big things for me and I know um, going into these games that I need to perform well and lock up my side of the field because that's what the coaches expect from me and going into the game I'm, I was thinking you know I'm just going to do my job and not worry about you know all the outside outside stuff so I um when the second half they stopped throwing to my side because I had five knockdowns and a tackle and they started audibling away from my side so I mean that's I guess that's what you want as a player because (laughs) you know they just stopped throwing my side and your defense as a whole has played really well and if you can remember last year uh the defensive backfield they were all young a lot of sophomores a lot of juniors and now your your seniors and juniors, and last year you lacked experience, and then this year your strength is you have experience. So uh, assess how you and your defensive backfield teammates have played so far this year because it's really been pretty good. Yeah, um, I think I think from coming from last year, um, that was a big part for us. That was a big thing for us. Our back five is has so much experience on Friday nights, and I think that that's what one of the things that sets us apart from other other teams is the experience we have from playing on Friday nights and the camaraderie we have between our teammates and the communication we have. It's all there, and we're all young, and we'll be good next year. And that's one of the things I wanted to carry on in the program is is the, the brotherhood and the, the camaraderie between everybody because that's one of the things you carry on and – that's one thing I wanted to preach. Our coaching staff has mentioned to me a number of times of how much they like this year's team chemistry. And I think it shows 
And another thing that I really like about this year's defense, because we knew the, the defensive backfield, the back five was going to be pretty good. And, uh, you know, you did lose a starting linebacker, but last year on our linebacking crew, we did rotate a number of guys. So we were comfortable with the amount of experience that we had. The little bit of the unknown was the defensive line, and that group has played extremely well. So I, you know, from my viewpoint as a whole, this defense looks very fast. It plays very aggressive. And uh, the thing that I like the best is that there's they're rallying to the football. There's more than one guy making a tackle. There's a lot of silver helmets on the football. So am I seeing things correctly? Oh, yeah. So in film, he always he, he loves our effort this year. He's he always he's always talking about rallying to the ball, getting five, seven, six, five, six, seven, eight guys to the ball. And that's what's been happening this year. And he loves our effort and he loves how we're playing in our D line and our O line even are are playing a lot better than we were last year. And I think part of that is because I think you play better for the people you care about. And I feel like the brotherhood and the is all there. And I feel like you won't let down for the buddy that's beside you, the brother that's beside you. And that's one of the big things for us because we're all in practice, game day, we're all talking, we're all there with each other so and that's one of the big things like I think I take away from us playing so well is that we're all there for each other yeah football there's a lot more practicing than there is actually games I mean you practice for the entire week and really all the summer for you know 12 13 games if you have a great run so uh football practice is really intensive it's really hard and you've gotta you know you gotta be with your buddies to make it you know, tolerable, so to speak. So speak about uh, the football practices and if you guys are having fun or you getting good stuff out of it because, I mean, football players put in a ton of work at practice. Yeah, that's where the magic happens. I mean, that's where that's where all the scheme comes in. That's where all the preparation comes in. That's where all the hard work, sweat, all of that. And I think that's where we build our relationships. That's where we, because we're together every day, and I think through all the hard practices, the running, the conditioning we hate to do, we're all there for each other. And I feel like in that time that, that we're all there and working hard, it just brings us closer. So, you know, we all trust each other and we're always encouraging each other. And that's one, one thing coaches preach. That's one thing Coach Dining preaches is um, bringing up players instead of knocking them down, telling them what they did wrong. But if they make a bad play, if they make, an error. Don't tell them that. They they know that. Um, he's always preaching. Bring them up. Um, encourage them. Lift our team up. Because you know, if you're always on them all the time, they're not gonna want to follow you. They're not gonna want to follow that leader that's being the pest all the time. So that's one of the things he's always preaching. I know our athletic department and uh, the football team. They work a lot with uh, on sports psychology. You know, the football team. You know, we talk about E plus R equals O, you know, effort plus response equals outcome. And, uh, you know, you as being a cornerback, you know, believe it or not, at some point this year, you may or probably will get beat. And so you have to have a short memory. It's it's the next play. You know, you got to flush it and you got to focus on the present. You, you probably were not very good with that conceptually as a freshman, but as a senior, you should have those components down. So how much have you learned about the mental part of the game over your last four years? I've learned a lot um, because there's been times where I have gotten beat. And, you know, with me, I 
I always expect myself, okay, like, I'm not letting him catch the ball. But there's been times where, yeah, I've gotten beat. And as when I, I started as a sophomore and I was young, and um, I would always have Coach Freaky telling me, hey, next play, next play, next play. And he's always up in the box. And he's one of my big my big mentor guys that I look up to, and he's always telling me that. And um, that's, that's one thing I think I've grown up on these past couple years because my mature my mature level with football my understanding has been has been so much now for me it's just like all right I I missed this play I'll get the next one it won't happen again and as a sophomore I don't think I understood that quite as well as I do now so I I felt like I've matured a lot more since my four years I've been here so over four years in the football team besides you know that little bit of maturity and, and growing which you're going to expect I mean because as a freshman you're just a little boy now you're you're going to leave as a man what has been uh being a member of the Carroll football program over the last four years what has that meant to you it's meant a lot because you see all these people transferring going to different schools not wanting to be a part of the program but I feel like for me, it's been staying in the program, working with all the all the kids who have been here since freshman year. That means a lot to me, and putting in my my four years with the people that have been here means a lot to me. Because you look at us now, and you wouldn't have you wouldn't have thought we were going to be where we're at right now four years ago. And I think a lot of that has to do with just being around each other these four years and. And building that, building that brotherhood and that trust in one another. Yeah, it's putting in that time. And, you know, we kind of have a society where you know we want it right now. You know, I can't speak for all the kids that transfer, but you know, you even see this at the major college level. You know, they don't play after two years, so now they transfer to where they can play. And I get that. I mean, you, you do want to play, and you only have a limited amount of time. But you know, high school football. There's a lot of growing from freshman year to senior year. It, I mean, it's not uncommon. And we'll have a kid like this this year who doesn't play very much, but by the time they're a senior, they're really good. I mean, I think of Colin Beeks from last year and Nathan Hara from last year. You know, these were kids who just, you know, they bided their time for three years. And then by the time they're a senior, they're a darn good football player who really contributes. And I think there's a lot to say with a kid who can stick it out all four years and when they get their opportunity, they make the most of it. Yeah. That's what, that's what um, I try to preach to these young kids. I'm like, I always, I'm always trying to say, um, you know, there's next year, there's everyone's not going to get their time this year. And for me, that was my freshman year. I came in thinking, all right, you know, I'm, I'm just, I want to play for, I'm practicing for a varsity spot this year. And that's what some of these kids like, don't understand like varsity football is is different and you got to have that dog mentality and these these young kids coming in thinking that they're gonna get this time that they want isn't as deserving as they think and I think that just comes with with time strength effort and I feel like you just got to prove yourself and that comes in practice and that's what I try to tell them I'm like you know if there's a guy ahead of you that's that's there and is doing pretty well. You you got to prove the coaches wrong and and show them what you can do to be out on the field. And that's one of the things I always I'm always telling these kids because they're like, oh, well, I'm thinking about quitting next year or I don't know if I should play next year. I'm like, well, you you got to get stronger, you got to get faster, and you got to show the coaches that I'm fit. I'm cut out for this job. You know, the SAC is no slouch for a football league. Every team's got dudes. I mean, you're playing against Division One players, so. If you're a sophomore and you think you should be starting on varsity, 
you got some growing to do because they're just big, strong, and fast. I mean, think of the size you were as a sophomore when you first were a starter to now. Can you imagine that little guy? You probably can't even recognize that little guy. <laughs> no, um, I've grown. I've grown a lot. So <laughs> for me, like, yeah, as a corner, I think it's different maybe because, I mean, you're not in as much tackles. But, I mean, for a linebacker or safety coming in, running the alley, or even a, even a lineman, but I feel it's like it's a little bit different. But you still got to be that dog, that that dog that's putting on weight, that's making tackles, making plays against Division One athletes. Because there's athletes out there that can that can run, hit, spin, move, and you got to be able to be there and make plays. And some of the kids don't understand like what it's like to be actually out there and make plays like against athletes that are actually really talented yeah because some of them are going to be big 10 players or above you just don't know who we got in our conference so you're going to be graduating here and next year you're going to be playing football at indiana state so you get to continue to play football so we know coach mitchell's a big indiana state fan so <laughs> how does he uh what does he think about you going to play for the sycamores i've actually talked to him recently and he had a little bit to say about it but um, he's excited for me, and that's one of the things I'm I'm happy about is the people around me supporting me, and he's one of the people who I, I value his opinion, and he, he likes what I'm doing, and I'm actually super excited to put the helmet back on for four years, do it again, prove myself, and go against top, top competition in the FCS and go ball out. I'm just glad it's not over. And I get to keep going and sh- prove what I can do. So when you go to Indiana State, what you going to study? I've been kind of up in the air about it. But after um, doing this internship with um, my dad, uh, he's a dentist. I'm I'm leaning towards dentistry a little bit. I mean, I kind of like it. But we'll see what, what happens while I'm there because a lot can change in, uh, in a couple years, four years that I'm there. So we'll see. Yeah, and that is there's a, a little bit of a family lineage there with being a dentist. So there's there's really there's no family pressure to, to join the basically what you're known for, right? Yeah, my uh yeah, my grandpa was there, he did it. My he was a dentist, my aunt was a dentist, and now my dad's a dentist. I mean, I don't feel the pressures there. I just feel uh I just wanna be successful in whatever I do and if it's that then so be it. But I'm just keeping my options open and um, we'll see what happens. I think that's the best attitude. So I have really enjoyed, I mean, I know you from baseball and uh, it's, I really enjoyed watching you play football. I'm not surprised that you do well. Uh, you're extremely athletic, but I'm stunned at how much you've grown over the time. I mean, cause you know, I knew Ray when he was 19 years old. So now 18 year old Ray is a big dude who can fly to the football and plays with aggression. So I, and I loved Friday night watching you, basically close down your end of the field and that's huge because that really alters their play calling and alters their their scheme and and as aggressive and as quick as our defense is if you can shut down one third of the field now we got the other 10 guys who can cover the other two thirds for sure and uh you know that's a problem for the opponent that's a problem for the opponent so are you looking forward to the rest of the season since you guys have played so well I am. Um, I feel a lot of uh, teams, we're, we're going to shock a lot of teams. And I'm so confident in what I'm doing and what my team is doing on the other side of the field or on the line. 
I feel like um, we're going to shock some teams. We'll put up some good numbers against Homestead. I feel like um, we'll we'll beat Dwanger with some big games and win out the rest. So, I mean, we all expect that. And that's what Dinan has been preaching us to about, is belief. And um, that's a big thing for us. And confidence, I always try to tell them, try all my teammates, um, confidence is a big thing. And that's one of the things that, I have on my side of the field, and that's why I'm able to do what I do, I think. so. Well, I think your teammates are playing at a high level also, which gives you more confident that you can just uh, play with, with freedom and, and go get your guys. So, hey, Ray, absolute pleasure to talk to you. I cannot wait to watch you play the rest of the season, and let's go Chargers. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. Go Chargers. OPS, Optimum Performance Sports, is the official sports medicine provider of Carroll High School. From diagnosing, repairing, and rehabbing injuries to pushing yourself to the limit on the playing field by utilizing cutting-edge training programs, Optimum Performance Sports is proud to be a partner with Charger Athletics and the Carroll community. For more information, visit www.optimumperformancesports.com. OPS, Rethink your limits. This Friday night, the Chargers are going to take on the Northside Legends at Chambers Field. And the, the Legends have had kind of a rough start to the season, and it's mainly due to scheduling. They opened the season against the Snyder Panthers, and then the last Friday they traveled to Dwinger to play on the brand-new Shields Field at uh, Bishop Dwinger High School. So this week they are going to be hosting us, Uh, So you can probably say that the Legends probably have the toughest starting schedule in the SAC. So what should we expect from Northside? Well, you're you're right on the mark when you say that Northside has a a tough beginning to their schedule without question. Um, And Coach Bavard, I think he even said, you know, they'll know what kind of team they have, you know, come week three. You know, when you open Snyder, Dwinger, Carroll, you know, that's that's three tough, you know, back-to-back games. And you know, Northside's a tough place to play at. I mean, it's always a hostile crowd. It's always a you know good place. And, you know, we played over there a couple of years ago and, and we're victorious, you know. But, you know, it's it's always a, a great place to play Friday night football. But Northside is always an, an athletic team. They've got an experienced quarterback coming back. Um, they've got an experienced running back coming back. You know, they, they can get chunks of yards, big chunks of yards quickly. And that, that's the key to defending them is that we have to eliminate big plays. They have big plays against Snyder on on a punt, fake punt that actually was called back that would have went about 95 yards for a touchdown. They had big plays against Dwenger, and, and that's the key. We've got to break down. We've got to tackle. We've got to eliminate big plays. We've got to eliminate big pass plays. And we've got to control the ball offensively. And, you know, if we do those things, I think that we're going to be successful. What kind of problems will their defense present to our offense? Because, our, you know, again, our offense is playing really well. But you got a new opponent, a new scheme. So, you know, where's where's the trouble spots with the with the Legends? Yeah, they're, they're a variation of a 4-2-5 team. Um, you know, the, one of the big differences is that they play uh, – their Sam linebacker kind of inside of the tight end and it adds another guy into the box. And so the strong side run play, you know, essentially is, is a little bit more difficult with an extra man inside the box. Um, and so we have to account for that. Um, 
you know, they've got athletes, you know, playing corner and safety and, you know, got some big guys up front. And so, you know, to be able to move the ball, you know, we've got to do what we said before, you know, we've got to find a way formationally to gain an advantage. And then our offensive line has to block, you know, they have to run block and pass block and they've got to do their job so that, you know, Jeff can have time to read the defense and distribute the ball as he should. Well, one of the key things when it comes to winning football games is minimizing or eliminating turnovers. And offensively, we've done a good job with that. We had zero turnovers against Lures, and then we had the two against Snyder. But we also haven't really laid the ball on the ground where those those fumbles that are recovered by your own team. We've done a really good job of hanging on to the football. And then, you know, as we talked earlier, uh, the two turnovers against Snyder, didn't turn in the points, although one came at an inopportune time. But then again, the defense forced that three and out. So obviously, I would assume in practice, you guys are really working on ball security. So can you give us a little insight on how you guys do that? Well, we're always talking, we're always talking about ball security. And, and it really comes with with the emphasis of, of how the running back is going to hold on to the football and cover up the points of the football. But as much as that, you you see a lot of fumbles between quarterbacks and running backs when when they are reading a play, when they are exchanging, when they're in the backfield, you know, handing off, you know, from the quarterback to the running back. And we spend a lot of time, the quarterbacks and running backs, you know, go through drill period, you know, working on their exchanges, you know, working on their reads, working on the explosiveness to the line scrimmage. And, and those details matter. And if you're going to be successful, you can't turn the ball over, you know, it's irregardless if it's an interception or a fumble, you know, those are, those are drives that can end in points, you know, and we want to maintain possession of the football so that we can end every drive with a kick. And, you know, ultimately what we want to do is score every drive. And so we place a lot of emphasis and positive emphasis on handling the ball properly. Now, on, on the defensive side, you definitely want to cause turnovers, and we've done well with that. Uh, we had the three INTs against Lures, and then I believe we had the one fumble recovery against uh, Snyder. So you're causing turnovers every game, and that's given us advantages in field position, which is you know definitely going to be helpful. With a short field with our offense, that's a pretty dangerous spot to be in. We're going to, we're going to celebrate, you know, the turnover on the defensive side and, and the kids have embraced that. And, you know, and you, and you do little catchy things, you know, like you see on TV, you know, everybody in America is doing it. Everybody has, you know, some type of turnover, you know, gadget and, you know, we're no different, you know, the kids are kids. And then, you know, a lot of athletics is to, to have fun and enjoy what you're doing. And, and so there's some change that, that came from our weight room that uh, the, the boys will don when, when they are, you know, when they get a turnover, whether it be an interception or a fumble recovery. And so, you know, they get hyped about that stuff and they, they get excited and, you know, everybody wants to wear the turnover chain, you know, and on the offensive side, it's, it's same thing. You know, we've, you know, coach Hershey, you know, bought a, uh, a belt, you know, that's kind of a, uh, like a wrestling WWE wrestling belt that we, we have called the touchdown belt. And so when somebody gets a touchdown, they get to drape the belt over their shoulders and, and wear it wherever they want. But, uh, you know, those are exciting things. And, and, you know, those, those things give positive reinforcement to what the kids are playing for. And, 
you know, and that's what the kids are playing for. They're playing to, you know, celebrate, be with their teammates, you know, and to hopefully have some success on the field. Well, coach, uh, that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, you know, you have a great week of practice and let's go take on those legends. We appreciate it. Thanks very much for the opportunity to uh, talk about the program and, you know, we hope to see everybody out Friday night as we play Northside. We would like to thank our athletic trainers, Steve Lubyhusen, Michaela Hoffman, and Jordan Redding, who along with OPS and the doctors of Fort Wayne Orthopedics provide all the sports medicine services for Northwest Allen County Schools. Go where the Chargers go.